Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. Heather Bell has been an environmentalist, naturopath, educator and speaker acting locally and thinking globally for over 25 years. When she was a child, she had a chronic illness that went undiagnosed, and as a result, she suffered from anxiety and depression for quite some time. Then, as a teen, she was sexually molested and developed an eating disorder. Following a visit to a natural therapist, she became captivated with nutritional and quantum medicine, which combined with an innate desire to help others, has become her lifelong love and primary mission. Since certifying as a naturopath from the prestigious school, the Southern School of Natural Therapies in Melbourne, she has also added hypnotherapy, wellness and relationship coaching to her qualifications. Heather Bell also presents regularly to peers and various community groups and has volunteered with long-term unemployed and focuses on women's health through neuro-emotional trauma release and as a cancer recovery coach. Please welcome Heather. Hello. Hi Ben. Good How morning. Are you doing? It's, it's, I'm great. It's it's a it's a, as you know it's a well it's a lovely summary day here. It's a gorgeous morning in Melbourne. Beautiful. It's probably beautiful. a bit warmer for you in Sydney. Uh, boiling. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what uh, date or time the listeners are going to be listening to this podcast. But at the day of recording this, I think Sydney's cracking about forty degrees. Oh, far out. So, <laughs> you might have to thing. reconsider relocating. That's right. The air conditioner is on. <laughs> uh, so, so tell me, yeah, yeah, totally. So you, you've uh, become an international best-selling author in, the, in this book, Elevate Your Health, and uh, you've shared some really cool stuff. Uh, just before we get into it, can you tell the listeners a little about why you're so passionate about this topic? I'd love to. Look, it's it's a funny thing, I suppose. Writing the chapter. Um, it, it really makes you sort of think about, you know, where you've come from and, and where you've been and, and, uh, and, and where you want to go. Um, and I've been having these discussions recently, you know, it's been so joyful to, to um, well, I actually gave, you know, a, a lot of friends and family the book for Christmas, which was just sensational. And, 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 and all of them were just completely blown away because they just hadn't known that side of me before. That they know what I, they sort of know what I do, but they don't know what I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, you know, explaining this journey of, um, I was very very sickly as a child, and actually it really set up a sort of a. I didn't I didn't really think that I was going to live to make old bones, and, and I think too I read too many Victorian novels about you know kids with tuberculosis dying and you know secret gardens and things. So. I really had a sort of magic faraway childhood of being in chronically in pain with an undiagnosed duodenal ulcer that wasn't picked up till I was 15. 
Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and then being molested and um, going through the journey with anorexia, which actually, you know, it, it's not about... Um, it's not about the food. It's about it gave me something I could contro- control in my life when, when my life seemed completely out of control. I was very lucky to have two lo- very loving parents and a loving household, and you know ponies and f- enough food on the table and a great education. But I just couldn't really enjoy it because I was so anxious all mm-hmm. the time. But I didn't realise it because, of course. You're in the matrix of your own, you know, reality. So just, so, I, mean, I guess it kind of, it was just the norm. Well it, well, it was. You know, I just thought that everybody, you know, when I when I first saw, when I first went and saw a therapist when I was 33, and I thought, gosh, why didn't I do this, you know, 20 years ago? I described us as being all of us because none of us could do confrontation in our family. I described us as being like Sylvester the cat. You know, hanging off the ceiling. Life to me was hanging off the ceiling with my claws. And you know when Sylvester the cat, his like claws like ping, ping, ping one by one. <laughs> and you know he's going to hit the floor. That's what life, that was normal for me. It was yeah. just hanging off the ceiling and waiting to crash. And then, the, you know, the special skills that I learned from my gorgeous mother, who's one of my best teachers in this life, were anxiety and depression. So when life didn't go the way that I wanted to, which it generally didn't because I didn't plan for anything, I'd feel bad about it. And I was so fabulously great at feeling about, bad about things, but not, you know, but being blocked in, not knowing how to take positive action um, or doing, you know, and knowing what the right thing was to do. So that situation would either resolve itself or it would get worse. So then I would Pollyanna positive psychology myself into, oh, well, it's meant to be and this is what the universe has brought me and (laughs) far out. So, you know, until about the age of 33, I completely admit it, I was terrified of life and doing it so badly. But trying to be a really nice, you know, like a nice, generous, you know, thoughtful doing good, you know, person for others. So I was classic codependent. You know, I may have been a qualified naturopath by that stage, but I was a classic codependent practitioner. And I yeah. was seeing, you know, my projection, which was women who'd been sexually abused, women with eating disorders, anxiety, depression, and then I'd feel really bad for them because yeah. I was full of my own psychic distress. Which isn't actually that helpful. You know, it's like, you're down in the gutter, I'm going to get down in the gutter and feel bad with you. Whereas now, having worked through all that stuff, it's like, okay, so you're in the gutter, I'm not going to pull you out of the gutter because it doesn't teach you anything and it doesn't empower you, but I'm going to hold your hand while we help you get yourself up. And then I'm going to shine the light down the path for you to say, hey, you know, how about you come down this path or how about we create your own path for you? So life is pretty amazing and these, you know, these uh, these pebbles along the path that just turn into these incredible diamonds. You know, you turn it over and it's just this gem on the path. And often it's the, you probably know this stuff, it's the stuff that you stumble over which you think, ouch, that really hurt, that then becomes, you know, your greatest discovery. Yeah, it's funny. There's this, there's this saying that says, uh, 
people often stumble across the truth from time to time, but most of us uh, pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and walk off as if nothing happened. That's it. Uh, <laughs> mm, uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the things we stumble on. So, so tell me uh, more about this this angle that you take. I know you've been getting some phenomenal results with the people that we speak with, and your reputation really does precede you in this uh, area. Tell me a little bit more about the strategies that you use and the ideas that you, you share with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, I'm very, very lucky that you know I've got my great naturopathic background and an understanding of um, you know nutrition and things, which is fantastic. Because I'm I've I've actually been um, I've actually started doing a bit of corporate wellness coaching. So it's more recently. So the great thing is I'm working with executives who has have a classic you know high carb diet wonder why they feel so flaky and why they're not managing stress so there's a great thing of being able to pick apart nutrition to make the mind work for us mm-hmm. I've been a long-term meditator so I I really appreciate how much meditation slows the cycling of the brain and I'm so lucky now that you know now that we're in this age of quantum medicine where we can actually see what's happening at the cellular level Two years, oh, three years ago now, a Canadian research team proved that meditation is actually protective against telomere degradation, which is our body clock. So they're not guessing that, you know, they know that things, you know, meditation has been proven for the last 30 years that meditation does things like lower cortisol levels and, you know, increase healthy hormone functioning and things. But it's still been a little bit woo-woo now. Yep. It's been proved even during breast cancer chemotherapy treatment that, you know, a three-month study that we've done on women, um, their telomeres were still protected even during cancer treatment, which has massive ramifications for prevention of cancer but also treating cancer in a much healthier way. So that's one of my... Look, I hate to kind of say it, sort of cancer is one of my passions because I sort of don't want to go on the, the yeah, yeah. how can I say that, you know, the, 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 I think the cancer is a myth. You know, cancer is not a disease like pneumonia or TB. We don't catch it. It's a result of poor lifestyle and poor diet and poor mindset, the same as heart disease, obesity and all these things. So drug treatment, I think, yep, manage it by any means, you know, if that's the way that somebody wants to go, but let's look at prevention and treating the body holistically, mind, body, spirit. So definitely there's a lot of science now that we can find out there in the marketplace that's certainly backing up the benefits of meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your preferred style? Like for the listeners listening in, if, if they had not come across meditation or they are mm. meditating but don't feel they're getting it right, mm. what, 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 give me an exa- what could they do? Um, look, there's there's a couple of things. I, I definitely, I'm definitely centered now to, and and at a place easily where I actually I actually use your trick that I think you taught it taught it to us in coaching, which is the, you know, doing the the A to B and the red dot. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I've actually been employing that quite successfully, and I and I've been teaching, um, I've been teaching a lot of my clients that recently. And going through that, um, so full kudos to you, Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, but but when I look, I I, I learnt 
I, I went to a few different places, you know, being the great naturopathic hippie that I was in the 90s. <laughs> we were lucky enough in Brunswick and Fitzroy to have, you know, the Brahma Kumari Centre and things. And I went along to those and I, and I found that, I found, you know, working with the monks, that, you know, that was certainly a beautiful environment to be in. Sort of um, fast forward 15 years later, my life was just really toxic and stressed and I was working mm-hmm. too hard and I was super stressed and did I make the right decision going into this career you know of um of you know working for myself and you know being a bit lost and all the rest of it and life not going because I wasn't planning it properly mm-hmm. and I had those unconscious conflicts about being successful loving myself um you know having a having a uh, an abundance mindset so I basically got so stressed that I couldn't get down there so I actually began using the Centerpoint Holosync meditation program, which is mm-hmm, technology-driven, mm-hmm. and it meditates us. And I did that program for five years, so I could, you know, wherever I was, I could flick on my MP3 player, stick in my headphones, and that would meditate me for half an hour. And the the, the amazing thing was, because it's such a powerful program, I'd flicked it on, and the first time, you know, I was thinking. Oh, I'm just going to hit play and then I'm going to, you know, like feel all, you know, like woo-woo, you know, blissed out, wow. <laughs> and the opposite happened. I, you know, I would flick it on and it was like, and I'd be sitting there thinking, can you just like shut up? And of course what it was, and my husband, who'd been a long, long-term meditator, explained to me, look, you've got a bucket of mud, right? You start, you put the hose in it, you turn the water on full bore. And you're pouring water into this bucket of mud. And the mud all gets, you know, it was all settled. And you got all the, you know, the, the dirt sitting at the bottom. But then that all gets stirred up when you're pouring the water in. And that starts, you know, pouring out over the sides of the bucket. And that's what's going to happen. You know, you're going through the clearing out process. So for the first three months of this program, it used to drive me a bit but at the same time I could feel it you know immediately I started I'd I'd got insomnia had always been a bit of a thing for me because when I was a child I'd be having ulcer pain at two o'clock in the morning plus I obviously had such bad monsters of the id going on I used to have terrible terrible nightmares when I was a kid never knew what they were about never woke up so it's not a great inducement to go to sleep if you're going to basically terrify yourself, you know, so I always deep sleep cycles had been a problem for me. So I started meditating, even though I was driving myself, I was feeling like I was a bit crazy while I was listening to this program for half an hour. I knew that it was working. I was immediately, you know, I, immediately I came five notches down off the Sylvester the Cat ceiling <laughs> of stress. <laughs> and... um and I, and I began to sleep longer and longer and longer. And, I, and things just started to work out. You know, I did my first life plan. My husband was, has just been doing that, that stuff for 30 years. Did my first life plan. Started to really get in sync with it. Having said that, though, it, it revealed these chestnuts that were sitting in my subconscious. And I've only just re- fully released them with an exercise that you taught me last year and that was about my classic money service conflict mm. so um 
you know, which is, you know, the values thing that we, the values exercise that we do in, as part of coaching, when I did coaching with you last year. So I had, it's very, very common for women, this money service conflict and, and, and for healers, you know, so that I could serve, 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 serve clients. I did, um, a lot of free work for people. Not that that's a bad thing, but in fact, they didn't appreciate it because yeah. I wasn't charging them. So, so, um, you know, I could, I think, oh, that person can't afford it. So, you know, I'll do this work with them to help them get off cigarettes or, you know, to help them with their eating disorder or their weight issue. But I won't charge them, you know, properly. And then, of course, they wouldn't, they wouldn't actually do it. And then they'd say, "Oh, that didn't work." And they got, and they'd pay you know, here a few months later when I ran it when I'd run into them at Safeways or something. But they then, you know, they were then paying another practitioner who was charging to them twice as much as I was. You know, it's just so consciousness meets consciousness. I didn't value myself. You know, mm-hmm. so this is I, I really um, the great thing is I, I, I knew I had these things about 15 years ago. Like here is the, you know, here's the rock that's in my sandal, but I but I don't have the right lever to pick it out of the, my soul. I'm just limping along with it, and um, you know there there are just there are sort of three big um, modalities that you taught us in coaching, which. They now make change for people so easily because of the, the psychological reversal and because mm. of making it really easy. You know, going through values, I, I use shadow values all the time and, and, and explain to people about the conflict between the, the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, that we're hitting a value conflict here. You know, you want to be wealthy or you want to be successful or you want to be happy or you want to be more abundant. But your need is, you know, to be unhappy, overweight, health problems, smoking, addictions, not loving yourself, not valuing yourself. So, you know, I had, um, look, my, my, my dad lost his, a lot of his superannuation in an embezzlement scandal in the 90s when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So no doubt I had this chestnut which was about... You work hard and you make money and you're a good person, but you lose it. So I would make money. I actually had, was quite reasonable in a way of making money, but but I then give it away or I'd lose it. You know, someone I just saved three and a half thousand dollars once years ago, and then someone ran into my car and they didn't have any insurance, and it cost me about three and a half grand to yeah, fix so my just- car. Cycling around, so I guess it's consciousness. That's it. Now I know on your website, um, Sirentology. I'll just spell mm. that out for the people that are listening in. S i r e n t o l o g y dot com. Sirentology dot com. Mm-hmm. I know the listeners can actually find a, a, a plethora of information there, and there's a lot of stuff there that's of incredible value, so they can actually get a a much deeper connection uh, with you and with your teachings and obviously with your products and services. Now, I know that you often talk about uh, this hindbrain shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to the listeners what you do or how you did it 
that has mm. made you pretty much an international success now. <laughs> what, what is it? That you Explain. Who wants to know? What's well, I'm actually, reg- I'm actually regurgitating the stuff that you taught us at Turning Point <laughs> in June 2015. That you know what? It's so amazing, Ben, because I did I did two hypnosis courses. One cost um, one 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 cost about ten thousand um, dollars. The other one was about three thousand dollars. I cannot, and I've been, you know, I've been hypnotizing people now for about seven years or whatever it was, whatever it's been. Um, I cannot believe that no one explained the hind brain. You know, I'm doing these internationally accredited courses. No one explained the hind brain with that diagram of, um, you know, the three parts of the brain and the the conscious mind and the midbrain and the the hind brain, which is our, you know, survival brain and unconscious mind, which drives all our unconscious processes. You know, I don't have to tell my tongue to move my food around to my mouth and I don't have to tell my stomach to secrete mm-hmm. digestive juices and things. Nobody, in, in neither of the, the, the giant hypnosis course I did, went through and explained the hindbrain and did the three checkpoints of the brain, which when you tell people about them, you know, about your, your, your survival brain, which is there to protect us, runs those points of oh have I had this experience before and did I have this success you know and how our um you know the beliefs and values so beliefs are what we generally believe to be true values are what we hold dear they control our actions and it's our actions that control our conscious thoughts so I love it so so, so just tell me on that, then, for the listeners listening in, what, what sort of practical takeaway, what, what's, a, what's a thing that they could maybe start doing today or tomorrow that mm. would start to shift mm. not just the results that they're getting in their health, but how, how can you assist them to elevate areas of their life? Or what, what sort of tip would you give them? So it's, it's a pretty simple process of explaining to people that your reality that you're projecting today it's based on your unconscious needs and not on your conscious wants. So you want to be slim, but you need to carry the 10 kilos extra and you're not going to lose weight probably by dieting. You may, but you may, if there's a, if there's a self-worth thing going on, you know, such as, um, you know, my teacher told me that, that, you know, I would, was a fat kid and I'd always be fat or something like that or she didn't like me. So I need to carry that extra weight around. So unless we figure out what the value, the belief and the need that's being met, you'll either go on a diet and lose weight but be unhappy and sort of be white-knuckling through the whole thing. I'm living on my, you know, lean chicken breast but, you know, hating every minute of it. Or, you know, and then, you know, maybe within six months pile it all back on. Oh, you know, we lost the cash and that was really stressful so I started eating a kilogram of chocolate a day. Or you'll addiction swap. So the classic thing, a classic thing that I see with smokers, you know, they may have um, cold turkey, cut themselves down off cigarettes, but now they eat, a, you know, they eat a bag of lollies every day, and they've put on ten kilos, something like mm-hmm, that. So, mm-hmm. so we will meet whatever that unconscious need is, and it was the same with with me, with you know, with money previously, making money, but my need was which was suiting my healer, money, service, conflict, and also not valuing myself. So I would give it away. And then, of course, my want is. And I and I obviously had a belief which was set around, ooh, I don't want to be one of those flashy people with money. So 
So, ooh, it's okay for me to be able to just pay my bills, you know, and just, you know, just have enough. So I always just had enough. Whereas, mm-hmm. um, you know, now I've realized gloriously that to be an internationally standard coach, you know, and to be a world-class presenter and to be, you know, a, a, a global difference maker and a healer, um, you know, it, it's great making lots of lovely money because I can serve lots of lovely, beautiful people and help them to heal. And in that way, I'm doing my bit to heal the planet. And what I really get now, you know, before, it was like I always grew up with this with this global sort of conscience of wanting to help the world, but I was sick. Now I realize it starts with me. I'm allowed to be abundant, healthy, have incredible friends, you know, I just give myself permission to have all those wonderful things so that I can do the work that I do. And it's just getting more fun, you know, meeting, connecting with more of the right people, um, you know, just having those incredible experiences where I just feel like God, you know, God is dancing me now. I'm just becoming this God in action, God in service expression. And... You know, being able to live, I just, I, I realize that um, fully, <laughs> and this is another one of the Ben things, which I tell clients all the time about, and especially for women having problems with money and the money servicing and overgiving, you know, that um, money is service and service is a form of love and love makes my world go round. So I have no problems with helping people remove their limiting beliefs about abundance, like, ooh, you know, um, I'm this great healer, but I'm poor, you know, and I'm sick because I'm poor and I'm always worried about paying my bills. You know, who does that work for? And all these women who are raising, they may be raising kids on their own or, um, you know, or working too hard or working jobs that they don't want to work because they're not valuing themselves. And um, and so for many, for years, and I've only just worked this out. You know, I went from when I when I did work on myself in my thirties, and life got a bit better, and I met my husband, and we had had it quite a you know we started having quite incredible time. But I still had the Pollyanna positive psychology thing where I was still running up against my obstacles, and I'd say to myself, Ah, oh, you know, like ooh, I've just had to you know, pay to get my car fixed because that person didn't have insurance. But, you know, oh, you know, the universe brought that to me and that's okay and I'll learn that lesson. But inside I was thinking, no, I just sabotaged myself again. So the positive Pollyanna bit um, was was infuriating and frustrating. Mm. And so the last five years, and then I did the secret, but the secret didn't explain it properly about resetting the hindbrain. So for the last 10 years, I was I was hitting myself up against doing affirmations and all those things, but not getting anywhere. Yep. And you know, you gave me the right you gave me the right lever to you know flick the stone out of my the sole of my shoe, and you know, hey, walking on down the line. <laughs> so, so tell me, so the people who are listening in right now, and they want to find out more about. Um, what it is that you do and the services you provide and, sure. and whatnot. What other ways can people connect with you? Well, look, I'm probably What's pretty the easy. Best way? Well, I suppose through the website mm-hmm. uh, or my Sirenology page on Facebook, 
Um, okay, so there's a Sirentology page on Facebook and obviously mm-hmm. Sirentology.com. Any other ways? Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah. Look, I think I think probably website and Facebook. That's, <laughs> I think that's probably enough <laughs> right. channels of, of connection. I'm pretty so easy be- to find. <laughs> so just before we do wrap it up, are there any last uh, parting words or things you'd like to share with the listeners? You know, the, the, the biggest gift that you can give yourself, your family and the planet is to begin to love yourself. Yeah, and so simple, isn't it? Mm. That's, that's pretty much it. It's, it's, it's funny, I know that I'm, I know I mentioned this to you before we were just having a quick chat before the interview started that, you know, it, it amazes me. I'm, I'm working with a, an incredibly high-level corporate executive beautiful man and um and hitting a, a a money obstacle and um we so i started talking to him about loving himself and valuing himself and he said oh i couldn't do that i find that stuff really hard and i thought this is just amazing you know i'm looking at this beautiful beautiful man and he really is a beautiful man inside and out and it's like he looked like he was about 12 he sort of went into that top, like looking down, you know, oh, you know, that's the bit I find really hard. And he's got a couple of gorgeous kids. And I said, well, you know, Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? You know, because if you don't love yourself fully and water yourself with love, how are you going to pass that on to your family, you know, and your friends? And so it's it's just a gorgeous thing, you know, to just be um, getting danced by God. That's that's what I that's what I say. My life is like now. I'm just getting danced by God. I'm I'm just getting to dance that dance of teaching teaching you know sharing the love with people. And it's like you know you get to the point where you um, people are saying to me on a pretty much on a daily basis. I just I just needed to meet you to tell you know to tell me that thing. So breaking up those limiting self beliefs very very easily. You know, instead of seeing a counsellor for years or a psych for years, not that there isn't some value in those things, but, you know, where are you at now? Where do you want to be, you know, next week? Not in three years' time or we're going to navel gaze for 20 years about that thing. Let's figure it out fast. So I love the work that I do with a lot of clients in about four sessions. That's all that's needed. We might you know, kick something like panic disorders or some kind of addiction and, and clear about 80% of it in one session. And then we do clean-up in the second session. So I've done a lot of sexual trauma release work with people using NLP and TFT, which is tapping. And, uh, you know, and using the brilliant coaching models to bring about quick psychological reversal on these limiting beliefs. Love it. I love it. Great, like I love you it. Want to, you, you want to get to that stage where the dance dances you, so to speak. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time, uh, Heather. And again, the people listening in, you can find out more at sirentology.com. You can also go to elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. You can actually um, click on Heather's uh, profile there and it'll take you through to a whole bunch more information about who she is what she does and, and how you connect so I just want to thank you once again for your time Heather thank you so much thanks so much Ben so great to chat to you and connect with you as always 
It's a pleasure. So, as always, if you'd like to uh, hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.